You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we are back, folks, another edition of the Michigan Recruiting Insider. It is the big visit weekend, so far, the big visit weekend of the season. Anticipate Michigan State being big as well, but Penn State going to have a number of big-time prospects on campus. No better place to go for full coverage and breakdowns and previews and intel than right here, the Michigan Insider and the Michigan Insider Podcast. Joining me, the best crew in the land. They are second to none. Starting off first with Steve Lorenz. Steve, how are you? Great, guys. Um, I'll be in Ann Arbor on Saturday in the press box. So good deal. Good deal. excited to get to town, excited to see you guys. And uh, it'll be my mom's first game, picked a good game for her to go to. So uh should be an exciting weekend. Absolutely. It should. And Bryce, Hey man, I'm glad we got the, uh, the, the new lens off fresh and tuned up for you. Cause you may shoot a lot of photos. there, recruits on the sideline. It's a loaded list. Yeah. Unlike the first few uh, recruiting weekends, this should be a fun one to cover. So a lot of names we're going to cover. Throughout this podcast, bad. It should be a good weekend for Michigan. Yeah. So before we get started, as you always hear me say, if you like this podcast, be sure to rate it, be sure to review it, be sure to tell all your friends about it. You can find it wherever you get your podcast. It's Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, you name it. You can also uh, like and subscribe to the video channel, which we also post the Recruiting Insider here to the YouTube channel as well. But no better place to go to get everything we do from the podcast, to the videos, to all of the written content, the message board, the intel, then the michiganinsider.com. And right now, a special going on for a limited time, $1 gets you two months of access, VIP access, not only to the michiganinsider.com, but across the 24-7 Sports Network. You want to know what's going on with Jaden Davis on his visit to Tennessee? You can get that intel, right? You can find that kind of thing out. You want to know how Penn State is looking for some of the guys that they were coming. Jaden Davis looking at, at Penn State too, right? So you want to know about all those things, you can do that by getting the VIP access to 24-7 Sports, the MichiganInsider.com, $1. Get you in there for two months. But guys, uh, you know, this this list, not a whole lot of not a whole lot of 23s as far as uncommitted guys there, there Bryce, but there there are a few on the list that 23 wise and and the biggest one might be, at least to me, after quarterback, the biggest need in the class, and that's the cornerback position. And Jair Hill finally slated, and I say finally because it's been a while, finally slated to come back to campus. Yeah, so top two, four, seven, uh, cornerback, uh, probably one of Michigan's top targets overall. A guy that clean scale, Steve clean scale, um, I think Ron Bellamy, Sharon Moore, basically the whole staff have been on for – the majority of his recruitment, a guy that is from the state of Illinois. So I think a lot of fans figured at the time when they're going into this recruitment that the Wolverines look pretty well because Illinois has not been a juggernaut on the recruiting trail for so long. And just like Steve says, every podcast, Michigan's luck. Illinois just happens to be having the greatest season of their lives. And since what, you know, they went to the Rose Bowl and they beat Ohio state. Um, So not the greatest, but Michigan's right there. I, I think this is a big visit in terms of showing him need and, you know, how much he's needed in this class because right now, Sam, that's the biggest area of need outside of maybe, like, linebacker or I just – they need to get some bodies there. You know, they have gotten quality bodies the past few classes, but they haven't gotten a lot of – um, quantity. They've got quality, but not quantity. And so he's a guy that fits the need in terms of a guy from the Midwest. He's a guy that you've been on for so long, and he's a guy that could play right away, too. He's got that ability. Sam, I know you've seen him in person. Mm-hmm. He's a go-getter. He's a guy that can do a lot of things with the ball in his hands. So definitely a guy that very important to get on campus, someone that you kind of want to win. And right now, if I had a, I guess, coin this recruitment, I would put it at a 50-50 battle right now with Illinois. I think that's where things stand. Yeah. I wonder what you think, Steve, as far as the 
you know, class priorities are concerned, I mean, you got two things sort of pointing at Jair Hill. They need corners in this class. And I don't know if there's a corner on the board that they spent more time and energy on than Jair. I hate to, you know, sort of, I'm not, I don't think I'm embellishing by saying that, I man, this is, this is a big time visit for them. I think we had kind of mentioned this one as a, one of the um, must win. If there is a such thing, you know, that this was way up the list just because, you know, yeah, uh, you know, props Illinois, great season so far, but you're Michigan's, you should be beating Illinois uh, for, for elite prospects still. Uh, given how much they've pumped defensive backs into the pros and, like you said, Sam, need. Um, <laughs> Hill mentioned NIL as Michigan's strength. Right. At a previous visit, uh, you know, like there are it's there are more reasons than normal for a kid in his position to be a, a great fit, uh, you know, in Ann Arbor. So, yeah, this is a huge visit. I mean, we do know Michigan's always got good evals late. Uh, they'll probably find a, if they miss on this, they'll probably find a guy that'll be underrated in our eyes. But even still, though, yeah, we're talking about a kid they've recruited for yeah. two plus years. Right. So, uh Really, really big visit. Probably probably the biggest visitor this weekend. I got to think he is, right? I mean, so, so yeah, a lot of pressure on Michigan here to, to impress. I don't know if, if, he, if it's Michigan or Illinois, it, you know, does the atmosphere win him? Is the atmosphere something that could still win him over? I mean, you're not going to – there's no way Illinois is going to come even close to replicating what he's going to see in the stadium on Saturday. So – you know, maybe that'll be something where maybe it'll it'll help Michigan more than we realize. He thinks, man, I could play in front of this uh, every every other weekend or whatever. So uh, something I'm kind of thinking about and wondering heading into this trip. Yeah, you the amount of time that they spent first it was it was Ron Bellamy on that si- on that side of the ball, then it's Steve Klinkscale sort of taking the baton and uh, multiple visits by the school. He's been up here multiple times. He took his official visit in the summer, came away raving, uh, but he didn't pull the trigger. And you guys know, uh, and I think you share the philosophy, the team that's in the lead is the one that suffers the most by an elongated timeline. And this timeline kept dragging out and dragging out and dragging out. And so now suddenly the picture for Illinois, right, look, it's, there's a stark difference between Michigan and Illinois right now, but the perception for that kid is it's not as great anymore. Not Illinois can legitimately say we're headed in the right direction. We may not be where Michigan is competing for a playoff spot, but we're heading into the right heading in the right direction. And I wonder what well, you guys remember the, the kid from Idaho who committed to Oregon, the, the tight end receiver kid. Yeah. Keon Sadiq. Yeah, yeah, Kenyon Sadiq. So one of the things with him when he came, and I remember talking to some of the people who were on the visit that week, they were like, he was like, I wonder if this is too big for me. I wonder if, if, if you know, if I can really make it here. Now, Jair had, he didn't say anything like that, but I don't know if you guys have ever been to Kankakee. Kankakee is, is, is in the, it's like the country. It's like legit. It, it's more like, Champagne than it is Ann Arbor. And so I wonder if, you know, part of this, and I actually talked to Alan about it, and he he seemed to think that that's part of it too, to see if, you know, is it the, the feel thing? Because everything football-wise from putting guys in the pros to where you are in the competitive landscape, right? All those things. Was, and, of course, Michigan has prioritized them. They maybe didn't have every staff member stop by at some point like Illinois appears to have done. But he has certainly been in communication with every with with, with Jim Harbaugh a lot, with Clink Scale a lot, with Mentor and and Ron Bellman. He's heard from a healthy amount of the staff. So it's not for lack of intensity and effort. What could be the holdup? And I just think there is an option closer to home that's like home. And they're looking, they're feeling a lot more viable when it comes to, hey, I could go there and actually have some success on the field as well. So I'm with you, Bryce. I'm thinking 50-50 at best for Michigan. 
I mean, it could be 55-45 Illinois. Like, if, if there's a leader right now, and I'm not saying there is, if there's a leader right now, I would say probably slightly Illinois, which is why the timing of his visit is so key. You get him up right now. Now, he was telling me that he was going to decide middle of the season, like October. He told Allen December. So, you know, at this point, if we stick stick with the with the theory, you know, elongating the timeline doesn't help the 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 favorite. Well, you like that if you're Michigan now because you probably aren't in the lead. So if he takes it till December, he's gonna visit. I think like Auburn and Florida. Auburn's probably gonna be getting a new coach, right? They got guys decommitting. We're gonna talk about one. Like, why would you commit to Auburn at this point, Florida? But are you really gonna go that far away from home? I mean, if if Gainesville is okay for you, then Ann Arbor is okay, right? I, I really think this is a, a Michigan-Illinois battle at the end of the day, even with him taking those other those other couple of visits. And it's about how comfortable can you make him can you make him feel, and can he get caught up in the atmosphere? Maybe that it'll be so overwhelming, and the opportunity to get on the field right away would be such that that he says, "Okay, let me go ahead and uh, and make that move." We'll we'll see, but this is a big one to say the least. But Bryce, I just mentioned that why would you commit to to Auburn? They have guys decommitting. There is a guy that is said to be on on the visit list for Michigan this weekend. We we're looking to confirm it, but Carmelo English. Yeah, so this is a name that Michigan fans might be familiar with because he actually took official visit to Michigan back in June. Um a guy that running Ron English, Ron Bellamy has uh, been on for quite a long time, and he did. So when he took that official visit to Michigan, you know, he also took trips to Auburn and Kentucky, and at that point he's from the state of Alabama, and so I think he likes staying closer to home. There are still, you know, Brian Harson wasn't fired at the end of the season that many people thought he was gonna, what was going to happen, and so I think they did have some recurring momentum still now that he's back and he had the support supposedly of people and now it looks like the season's going a little different he decommitted I want to say a couple months ago took re you know re-looked at things and Michigan what like we've been saying they've been reevaluating um different targets and going back to their board and this is one guy that they kind of circled back to to where they said we like what he brings to off offensive side of the ball he is a little you know I don't know if he fits the definite mold of what I thought they were going to look for. He is 5'11", 175, but he does play bigger than his size. Um, Michigan does have a couple wide receiver commits in the class with Frederick Moore and Samaj Morgan. Both will be on campus as well uh, this weekend. But interesting name, you know, that Sam, you brought up that could potentially be coming. And a guy that, like I said, is I think we're going to see many more of these guys. You know, he's a four-star wide receiver target, but a guy that we hadn't really talked about for since his official visit. And then he, you know, committed to Auburn. People kind of wrote him off. And next thing you know, he might be coming up for the Penn State game. So we'll see where things go from there and if he actually does make it up to campus. But just the possibility of him even coming, that's a sign of things of what's more to come, I think, later on in this process of where, they're going to try guys that maybe we crossed off the list during the summer that they missed on. And this is just one example of that. Hey man, I continue to hear they're still in contact with Jalen Brown. I mean, we aren't going to go off on that tangent here, but things aren't looking that hot down in Baton Rouge. Well, you don't want to be with the family. Yeah, you don't want to be with the family. I can't say it like him. PK, like, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm sorry. I stuck in that Midwest accent. You know, I don't know. Not, it's not going so well for old BK right now. Fourth to 16 before the half. What are you doing? What are you doing? Now you try. He must have, that's the move you make where you know they can't fire you. Like no matter what you do, you can't fire me. Right. That's a, that's a, I hate to say that's a Dan Campbell move, man. Watching that Lions game. Four for nine. Oh, uh, that's different. Dan Campbell and the Lions. I mean, they're they're on the cover. They're they're a team, they're a lowly team trying to to find ways to win games. This is LSU. LSU isn't that far removed from a national championship. And you're playing like you're like you're you're coaching like you're Dan Campbell. Like you gotta go for every fourth down. Like, come on, man. Come on. 
Come on, Bryce. You're giving, you're giving BK too much slack. Too much slack here. It's worse. It's worse. He shouldn't be like that. He should be. Or, or put it this way. You're being too hard on Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell should be cooking <laughs> like that. Brian Kelly should. But here's the thing. You look at this list, Steve, that we've compiled so far, and heavy, heavy 24 and 25 and some really, really impressive names. So we might as well stay with the receiver with the receiver theme here uh, since we were just talking about Carmelo English and talk about the kid out of Long Beach, California, top 247 guy, Jordan Anderson. Second, was he up for the barbecue rights? He visited in the summer. Uh, any unofficial from California is noteworthy. Now you put multiple unofficials in a short amount of time on that. Uh, this could be a kid that Michigan actually is is in front for right now, honestly. Uh, he's seems very pro-Michigan via his social media. Um, he, he's the one that has a relationship with Samaj Morgan, if I'm not mistaken, right, Bryce? Uh, yeah. So, you know, there's some other – some things working in Michigan's favor there, but also a guy that, yeah, Michigan's been putting a lot of effort in uh, since they've been able to contact in September, you know, so – yeah, you think Long Beach, you think four-star, you think USC. Uh, but this is one I think Michigan may eventually have a legitimate shot in. I don't know when he wants to decide, but uh, either way, uh, this is one I think Michigan's in it until the end, uh, if not more down the road. Yeah, and it's a, a good shout-out to, to Samaj, but not just Samaj, but his family and the recruiting effort that they put in. I remember that piece you wrote, Bryce, and the thing that resonated with me the most, he was like, hey, man, we we were with Samaj and his family the like the whole trip. And so his and that's not the only family that they've sort of put forth some effort to try to help get to Michigan. So, you know, Samaj and mom and pops, they are, are putting in the effort to try to help Michigan. Yeah. And like I said, I wrote a recent piece on him just previewing his uh, second trip, you know, back to Ann Arbor. And. He straight up told me, he said, I talk to Samaj every day. And it's not just about football or Michigan. It's just about life in general. And so they played on the seven-on-seven circuit, you know, going back this past offseason. And they really formed a strong bond with each other, not only them, but with their families as well, Sam, like you mentioned. So I'm kind of in the same boat as Steve. I'm not ready to pull the trigger, obviously, on Crystal Ballingham in Michigan, but gotta love where Michigan sits in this recruitment early on, and especially get them back twice, both unofficial visits. You really can't ask for much more at this point. Yeah, no doubt. All right. So sticking with that pass catching theme, I mean, look, if you're a tight end and you watch Michigan's usage, I mean, they're, they're playing them all. They're playing them all. I mean, even when Eric all was, was healthy, you were still seeing Colston Loveland out there, right? Along with Luke Schumacher, who is TE one now, but, Max Bredesen getting a lot of run, getting a lot of tick in there. They were playing four tight ends pretty liberally. Now that, you know, they've sort of restricted it, but they're still playing three a lot. Uh, not to mention Joe Honingford when they, when they go big, uh, Steve, I, it's like a, it's like a PSA for tight ends. If you want to play a tight end, there's opportunity here at Michigan and, and the Wolverines have three significant ones at least as far as the rankings are concerned, coming in this weekend. Yeah, not only will you play, but you you could play right away. Yeah, I think Colson Loveland got a lot of run on Saturday, and not just late when the, the game was out of hand. I mean, he was getting getting playing time, uh, you know, on some key third down situations and stuff. So, yeah, Michigan, we've known that for years. It's, it's really at this point got to be one of the three or four schools if you're a top tight end in the country. I think Michigan's one of the schools you should really – look strongly at, right? Like you think of like Notre Dame, you think Penn State, you think Michigan, uh, not so much Stanford anymore, but, uh, you know, either way. And then you put Grant Newsom in there. Uh, right. The position, right? The position has excelled on the field as we expected it to, but then Grant is young, a young dynamic recruiter, but dynamic like with his own way of being dynamic. And uh, so, yeah, so Hogan Hansen coming back up all the way from Bellevue, Washington, I think that's, was that Stephen Schilling, right? Michigan's gotten kids out of Belleville. Like, that was a long time ago, but they've gotten guys out of that area. Yeah. Um, so, 
you know, it's his second trip in. That's one I wouldn't be surprised if Michigan is out in front, at least maybe after the trip for sure. I know he's one there really high. I think he's a what I'd call like a tip-top target for them. Uh, and then Walter Matthews out of Georgia, four-star basketball player. He's your classic like basketball player tight end who uh, almost came up for the barbecue, uh, did not make it. But again, like I, I think I posted on the board this morning, the fact that he did, follows up and is making it up for a game after not being able to make a previously scheduled trip, I, to me that says he's really interested. And he, he's got a lot of big offers down south. You know, and as a guy, one of those guys, I guess I look at if the visit goes well, then he'll be a very high target for them um, among the others that they're already in on. Third one is is Ian Flint out of uh, Katy, Texas, I believe. Three-star, kind of looks like a guy. I, I always, with him, I kind of wonder if he's a guy that could turn into an offensive lineman at the next level. I think there are other couple schools that are maybe looking at him as one of those um, create, a, create a lineman out of a tight end type deal. So, you know, he, I believe he's either, either a big, I know Michigan went out and saw him. Uh, I don't know if, I don't think he's been up before. Uh, this will be his first trip, but yeah, a guy does not hold the offer yet, uh, but could see that this weekend, I assume, depending on how uh, that all goes. So yeah, no, there's never, it feels like there's never a shortage or there, there's always at least one legit tight end uh, on campus whenever they're hosting anybody of consequence. So, you know, should be a position. Yeah. We expect, them to make some moves in in the 24 cycle with with Matthews and um, Hanson in particular being guys that they're they've been recruiting for a while and are really really high on. Yeah, uh, and here's a here's another name uh, in the 24 class that I was mistaken in in thinking that this was his. I think I thought it was his second visit. At most, I thought maybe I missed one. So maybe it was his third visit. No, you guys know he's been to campus four times already. This will be his fifth trip, Bryce, as we move to the other side. Guy who matches up with a lot of tight ends, Anthony Specka out of Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Central Catholic. And the Wolverines have quietly sort of risen up this risen up the board. There was a lot of Notre Dame buzz at one point in this recruitment. I don't know, Bryce. I mean, the Wolverines have, have seemingly kind of risen up the board to Dark Horse level here. Yeah, I mean, this would now make his fifth trip. Um, he's been on basically every occasion you can be from a casual setting for a barbecue to the spring game to now actual game. I mean, he's seen it all at Michigan. So um, this is a guy that George Hilo has put a lot of eggs in that basket, and it seems like it's paying off. You know, I know – he is crystal balled right now to Notre Dame. Um, Notre Dame did offer very early. Penn State is very much involved in this recruitment. I think this is a great opportunity for him, not only to see Michigan, but also Penn State. But in regards to Michigan and with Specka, they've been killing it to the point of where I kind of feel they lead in this race. I'm not ready to crystal ball it, but again, five visits is five visits. You know, I mean, that you have to be. How many times have you been to Penn State? Do you know? I don't know, but I mean, it's going to be tough for anyone to be five right at this point. Right, I don't know. Who, right. Who's to say this can be his last visit, you know, sure. that he could be making more at this point. Um, and like I said, he's got a very strong bond. He's mentioned Matt Wise. Um, he's Matt mentioned Latroy Lewis, uh, one of the defensive analysts that helps with the linebackers over there, and Jim Harbaugh. I mean, he really has a strong connection with the whole coaching staff. He likes the nutri- nutrition um, program and the strength and conditioning program. So again, like I said, he's seen the ins and outs of Schembechler Hall. He's done it all. And at this point, I mean, if you put a good performance in front of him as well, who knows what could happen? But yeah, to bring him back for a fifth trip, Sam, I mean, you got to love where they're standing. And we talked about position of need, you know, linebackers one where they kind of need to hit on some guys and Specka, if they can hit him, a four-star linebacker from the Midwest and a guy that they've really pri- prioritized, especially um, this early on in the, the process, that that'd be a big win for them. Absolutely. All right. So here's what we'll do. We'll pause for the cause right here and then come back on the other side and get into quarterbacks. This is a big quarterback weekend. And Jaden Davis won't even be on campus this weekend, right? He's slated to be at Tennessee, which we'll touch on that as well. But there will be 
as some noteworthy QB recruits on campus for Michigan. We'll get into that on the other side here on the Michigan Recruiting Inside. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And we're back, folks, here on the Michigan Recruiting Insider. And fellas, quarterback recruiting. Uh, You know, I said cornerback recruiting was the second most important spot in the recruiting class. Uh, position of need in the recruiting class to me QB is number one now it's important that they just get one in one of these next two two cycles ideally you would be pulling one in 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 23 but if you can as long as you get a top tier one for 24 that you and you're able to get them locked in reasonably soon uh, that can still work as and then you can afford in 23 to maybe get more of a of a project guy, more of a projection guy. And so in that theme though, Steve, you look at this at this um at this list of quarterbacks that are slated to come in this month. I think what's clear or this weekend, I think what's clear is as Bryce said before we came on, they aren't going to do the uh the Dante Moore thing and have all their eggs in one basket again. Sounds like they're sort of broadening their QB horizons as far as the target list is concerned in 24 and they're bringing in a top two, four, seven guy uh, this weekend in Isaac Wilson. Yeah. So younger brother of uh, New York Jets quarterback, Zach Wilson, who was the number two overall pick in the draft uh, when he came out last year, a couple years ago. So yeah, definitely has the bloodlines. Uh, you'd naturally think maybe he'd follow his brother's footsteps and go to BYU, but it sounds like he's not necessarily dead set on that either way though hosting a top 150 level quarterback prospect in any cycle, let alone uh, one who has the bloodlines I mentioned that that, it, that he does with his brother uh, is going to catch your attention. So I think you guys probably have biggest question for me is it, does he, does he leave Ann Arbor with an offer? That'll be the most, that'll be the most interesting thing there. If he leaves with an offer. Uh, yeah. Very interesting. If so, if he doesn't, It'll be no matter what happens with that one. I think it'll be interesting, right? Like if he if he leaves, I mean, I kind of think maybe we predict here. What do you guys think he leaves with an offer or not? I I mean, I don't know. I think he leaves with an offer. I mean, right? If you aren't going to offer him, why even bring him in? That's my my opinion on it. Because if you leave here, if he leaves here and he doesn't get an offer, or you are you don't have some understanding about hey, the offer's coming soon, or I don't even know why you, you would do that, but. It, it seemed to me to be something that could turn the kid off. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you'd you be yeah. putting yourself behind if you if you don't offer. Sure, I so I yeah, we'll pre- I guess we predict an offer. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're you're killing yourself in one race and then putting even more pressure on yourself in the other race that you're trying to win. Then you live. Then you end up with nothing. So yeah, if he's coming all the way out from Utah, it makes a lot of sense. So yeah, no, good looking prospect. I watched uh, some of his film yesterday. Looks really good, and uh, yeah, just be a matter of does he go to BYU or not? In my opinion, right. yeah, that's like <laughs> the biggest question, right? That's like right. just like we're talking about Spencer Fano in twenty three. I mean, they both have brothers. You know, Zach Wilson obviously not there anymore, but still, there's connections there. Michigan and most other schools don't really ever have any luck with uh, Utah kids that have siblings that go to the school, uh, the other school that they're considering. So yeah, yeah and here, here's what you. Look, he's not – if you're just looking at it from a strategic standpoint, this kid's not going to – if you offer him, he's not going to commit. Like, he's not going to commit on this visit. Uh, and he, Even if you thought that, that there was a risk of that, 
you could say, hey, we want you to go and think about it. And then you give Jaden Davis the right of first refusal. That's how you could play that if you were concerned about it. I just don't think it's a major concern. And I do think it's it's prudent of them to to have more irons in the fire because there's no guarantee that they're going to get Jaden Davis, uh, who is slated to be on Tennessee's campus uh, this weekend. Steve Wolfong reported that a couple of days ago. Not a real surprise. He when I talked to him and, and, and so I'll put up the the full interview uh, after we get done recording here. But one of the things that he said was, you know, Penn State would be kind of hard because it's a noon game. Odds are the Michigan State game is going to be an afternoon or evening game, probably a night game. So, you know, if if you're gonna if you're gonna gamble, uh, you might as well gamble on making it to a game that might wind up being later anyway. And I think that's that's the sort of the assessment there that they've made in in choosing to instead come back for Michigan State because he said it'd either be the Penn State game. Or the Michigan State game, obviously, it has to be that game. But what's significant coming out of my most recent trip down there is he's moving up his decision timeline. You know, when I went down there in the summer, he said, hey, probably not going to decide until next summer. When I went down there early fall, he said, ah, we probably move that up to, you know, to the spring, maybe late winter. When I went back down there last week, he said, ah, I'm going to decide after the season. And I said, well, after the season, you mean before the new year? He said, there's a there's a good possibility that that's the case. So things have sped up really, really quickly. He's getting tired of the process. He said he was going to visit ten- Tennessee at some point. He said he was going to get over to Penn State as well. as That was another school he wanted to see. There's maybe another visit or two in there in addition to Michigan. And then that puts you in position to, to make a – to make a choice. And I, I guess my biggest takeaway was he seems to be connecting with Matt Weiss on a personal level, guys. I mean, Dante had the X's and O's appreciation for Matt Weiss. I just never got the feeling that they really connected personally. I don't get that feeling, Bryce, with, with Jaden Davis. It really feels like there there is a vibe there that is helping Michigan in this recruitment. It helps that you have other guys that they're recruiting. And yet you cannot assume that you're going to get him because I don't know how many times he's been to Tennessee, but I think he's been there a lot. And Steve, you said he could just drive there. So Tennessee has suddenly arisen as a major, major contender for this and probably other recruits with how things are going for them on the football field right now, being an undefeated top 10 team set to host Bama. Yeah, I guess what I'm hearing is Jane Davis is not a big Fortnite guy. So Matt Wise, him, <laughs> I'm just joking. But um, no, I think that is a very key relationship that's been kind of scrutinized with the CJ Carr recruitment, the Dante Moore recruitment, especially being where they're from, how highly recruited they are. And so I think this is an opportunity for Matt Wise to show that you know, he can do this and he can recruit top elite, you know, signal callers to Ann Arbor. And this is one example of that. And this has been a relationship that not only he's been kind of cultivating with him and his family, uh-huh. Jay and I'm saying, but also Jim Harbaugh. You know, yeah. I think Jim Harbaugh has done a really good job in this recruitment as well. But yeah, with Tennessee, this is, I think, his fourth trip there. And like you said, the proximity, he's closer this is, you know, exciting offense right now. Josh, you know, Hupel, he's doing a great job with that, I guess, offense and just everything down in Knoxville. Hypo, 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 my bad. And I, but here's the thing they do have a five star committed in the 2023 class, you know, and with Georgia, another big time contender there for Jane Davis they look like they could be trending for other top-end quarterbacks. Yeah. So then where does that put Michigan? Yeah. And how do they feel? Because, again, for them to bring a guy that doesn't have an offer to campus, I'm in the same boat like you, Sam. I don't think they're just bringing him just to see a game for free, you know, just check out the campus and whatever and let him just go home. I think there's a strong possibility he's going to get an offer. I don't know if anything's going to come of it, but, again, just him showing up is telling 
in of itself. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, there's a lot of moving parts again with re- quarterback recruiting. Yeah, he visited talking about Jaden. He visited Georgia last weekend, Tennessee this weekend, uh, which he previously said he may go there next. Then uh, probably next is Michigan at the end of the month. Because when does Penn State? When is the the Ohio State game? You guys know off the top of your head. I assume that that's the one that um, I, I'm assuming that that's the one. Same week, same weekend as Michigan, Michigan State, Sam. Okay, well, then, yeah, he said he was going to go to a white out there. That can't happen. <laughs> that can't happen if he's coming to Michigan State to the Michigan State game that weekend. So it had to be another another Penn State game. Um, but that's another school that he mentioned uh, visiting. And then, he, of course, he visited Clemson. A couple of weeks ago, I get the feeling that those are the schools. He didn't say that, that those are the the finalists, but that's just the vibe. Carolina, I think they're in there. But if you're Michigan, you're feeling good, but you aren't feeling feeling certain. If you aren't certain, if you don't think that you got the guy locked up, you got to make sure you have other options. And so you bring Isaac Wilson in. Uh, when when Jaden comes back, you ask him, what more do we need to show you? What more do we, what more do you need to see and see if you can meet that uh, meet that threshold? And the great thing about him is you're probably going to know before the new year. You don't want to wait until then to get started on other guys, though, and that's why this is, is very, very important. Here's the thing, guys. Not the only quarterback slated to be on campus this weekend for the maize and blue. Um, you know, we, we talk about 24s and 25s. And 26s is, you know, the Wolverines are, are bringing in top quarterbacks in each class as Bryce Underwood is slated to be back on campus. Ryan Montgomery is slated to be on campus. And then this young kid from down south, Juju Lewis, is slated to be back on campus. So let's just start off first talking about Ryan Montgomery, Bryce, because I know you've been in communication with that family quite a bit over the last year or two. So. What about that recruitment? How do things look at this early stage for that young signal caller? Yeah, so Michigan actually was Ryan's first offer. Michigan was the first one to offer him. Um, He's been to several camps. He's been on several visits with his brother, Luke Montgomery, who's committed to Ohio State. He's in the 2023 class. But he, along with his family, have made it very clear that Regardless of what his brother does, that's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to do my own thing. If it is Ohio State, it is Ohio State. But he's given no indications that he's 100% a Buckeye through and through. And so he's taking a close look at Michigan. I've seen, um, you know, he's, again, one of the relationships he's always stressed with me is Matt Wise. He really connects with him. He's had very good talks with him. His family's had very good talks with Matt Wise as well. And they connect with him more than just the X's and O's, Sam, like you said, the off-the-field stuff as well. Um, and he's a guy that, again, he's progressed quite a bit since when I first saw him, his very first varsity start uh, last year as a freshman to where he is now. It's night and day. He looks 10 times better. He's gotten several more offers since he's picked up his Michigan offer. So he's kind of got that national recruitment going as well for him. But they look good for him early on, again, that one's tough just because, again, you do have a brother committed to Ohio State, and it's like if Ohio State really, really wants you, are you going to tell them no, especially if you're big bro there? But, again, Michigan's – this is a guy that they really like. They're not giving up, and they're getting him back on campus, you know. And he's excited. His family's excited. And see where things shake out there. And it's – like you said, you got Bryce Underwood coming up as well, and – they're bringing some top, top end quarterbacks, you know, so we'll see. Hey, and, and Steve, look, I know anytime we mention Belleville, you know, people, people, I reckon, oh, that's going to be a, a launch, but this is two times now this season. So they're at least starting to lay some groundwork there, which again, the, the reason why you can is because they don't have a 24 quarterback committed. I said this last week, if they get Jaden Davis, I, I just don't think they have you know, much of, if any shot at, at Bryce Underwood, I don't think that that Michigan will be very much in play for him uh, after that, but they got that covered, Steve, because if you get a 24 and it affects you with 25s, why not get started with 26s? And I asked you before we came on is, you know, a 26 is just, just a, 
Wait, what's the what's the word? What's the vibe on this guy? He said, "Oh no, 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 this kid is supposedly a dude. This kid, Julian Juju Lewis from down south. He's got Bama, Georgia. He's got a lot of the Florida, Florida State. I mean, he's got Miami, Penn State. He's got a bunch of them. So, uh, and again, even though he's not going to sign for like eight years, uh, or what feels like what feels like eight years." Uh, even just getting those offers early, I think, speaks to the talent that this kid possesses. So uh, I asked around. Uh, I do know that, yeah, Georgia likes him early on as like a guy. Like they think he's a legitimate quarterback prospect. So that's one school, uh, the in-state school uh, that you can say. So, you know, I think it's significant. As significant as a 26 visitor could maybe be uh, at this point, I think it's, it's a good thing for Michigan to get him up there. Uh, you know, it'll be really interesting. I want to say Michigan – I don't know if they were one of his first off. I think they were. This was one they were relatively early on. Um, but again, you know, he's still got that might be a distant memory by the time he even commits or signs anywhere. But either way, uh, someone I think obviously Michigan caught caught wind of or, or watched the film on and liked enough to, to give the offer. So yeah, they quietly have like legit 24, 25, and 26 quarterback prospects on campus this weekend. So, uh, you know, I'm hope I'm assuming Michigan Jim Harbaugh hoping. J.J. McCarthy can put on a little bit of a show, uh, you know, and, and show these kids that Michigan's a place that, uh, you know, where the good quarterbacks come to play. So, yeah, it will be interesting to see. Like I said, biggest question, do they offer the 24? Uh, in 25, I, I assume a lot of fans listening are probably rolling their eyes knowing a brother. It's one of them's the brother of an Ohio State commit, and the other kid plays at Belleville. Like, you know, like, okay, it's good, but, you know, maybe not going to get our hopes way up on either one of those. Uh, and then with the 26 situation, yeah, just foundation laying, I would think uh, probably best case you hope maybe to get him up in the winter again or maybe next spring or something. I can't imagine he'd come back up for another game. So, uh, you know, yeah, interesting situation for Michigan. Yeah, get in on the ground floor. If you're going to have a chance of, of a kid from SEC country, uh, you better get started as a like this as a true freshman. So, so there you go. Uh, we think we both think, or we all think Isaac Wilson will get an offer. Bryce, there's another offer that you were kind of anticipating in the 25 class, right? Big fella out of groves right here in, in the state of Michigan, Avery Gatch. Yeah. This is a guy that um, maybe too many fans might not be familiar with. He's six five, two sixty five. He trains with Reggie Wins of Rising Stars, a local, um, you know, organization here in the state of Michigan. But he's a guy that's kind of slowly but surely been building his recruitment. And the biggest offer as of late he's gotten is Ohio State. And they don't normally offer prospects that young, let alone offensive linemen that are, for him, he's unranked. You know, I I think we have done the 2025 rankings, at least for 24-7 sports. So he's unranked. And. You know, he's got like Toledo and I think Central and uh, Boston College, but then he got Ohio State. And I think that opened up a lot of eyes. I know Ron Bellamy invited him to this game for this weekend, and he's a guy that we're definitely going to go check out and see. And again, he kind of gives me the vibe of Giovanni Ohadi, where, you know, like people knew about him. But then all of a sudden, I, remember, I don't know if Sam, you remember that recruitment. He kind of like well, dude, this I thing. Absolutely re- I absolutely remember that recruitment. I went out to one of Reggie's things. It was a blizzard. It was a blizzard. <laughs> went out there. He was out there. And there were some committed defensive linemen out there at the time. And he uh, he he was the best player on the field. I mean, there was yeah. one kid committed to Purdue. There was another another kid that had was a Power 5 commitment. And he dominated them all. And I remember writing, hey, this is a guy Michigan should look at. This is going to be a dude. And a couple of days later, they looked at him, <laughs> and invited him and invited him to campus. Sometimes things just happen like that, right? Sometimes things just happen like that. You know, but they pay, they pay attention. They pay attention to these camps and things like that, right? When if a kid is blowing up, especially an in-state kid, blowing up like that, Hey man, we need to check this out to make sure we aren't missing anything. So Ron being an in-state guy, you know, he has his ear to the ground about who's rising up, who's looking good. Not a surprise that with the buzz about Avery Gash, we got to get this dude on campus. And I, that would be another one that I'd be surprised if, if an offer were far off, right? Ohio state coming in and offering that kind of, 
that's kind of like, all right, that's like a call to attention. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. But uh, it's also a significant weekend for, for basketball in that the big fella that we went out to see is, it was on that same trip that I went to see uh, Jaden Davis in Providence Day. The stop before Providence Day was Louisville, Kentucky, to the EYBL session there. And there we talked to Papa Conte, the big fella out of South Kent uh, School in Connecticut, uh, by way of Senegal, I believe, is where he said he's from. Uh, and he was talking about how much he really was feeling Juwan Howard, how he was like, man, if you're a big fella and you want to be developed, Jawan Howard, if you're a big fella and you want to be able to expand your game to say the perimeter, you know, looking at what either kind of the freedom that he's get, he gave a a Hunter Dickinson to shoot threes. He's like, Hey, Jawan Howard. And that was something that he was uh, some freedom that he was starting to get with his AAU coach visited Michigan. There was some buzz about Maryland for some, for some time that was still there. Uh, Suddenly Memphis rose up because they, Penny is a, is a name too, but he hired Papa's AAU coach. And so that sort of made them rise to the fore. Meanwhile, Michigan started looking at some other guys. I don't know if that was kind of a, kind of a, you know, lighting a fire or, or anything like that. But suddenly now Papa Conte is coming back to campus. I talked to a number of people, including, including guys at other schools. So talk to some, uh, to some analysts and talk to some, you know, some staff members at other schools. And the word from the consensus is Michigan is the strong leader for Papa Conte and a lot of people expecting for, for him to pull the trigger. If not this weekend, very, very soon that led to me putting down a crystal ball. When I'm hearing it, when I'm hearing that kind of vibe from, you know, Michigan class circles, right? Michigan recruiting circles, that Michigan is looking really good, and then you confirm it from others. Because I always, I never go by just by what I'm hearing from uh, Maze and Blue Land, and I never go by what I'm hearing from the exterior. I put them together, and I'm putting them together on Papa Conte. The word is that Michigan is going to get this big fella, uh, and that would be a, a nice sort of projection, or you know, big man. He's not a finished product. You know, he got some comparisons to. To Musa, but the only comparison that I see to Musa is that they're both 6'10 and about 215. Musa is more of a bouncy. He he's more of an explosive athlete than than Papa is. You know, he is super energy guy, super high energy guy, which you love for a big fella. Really runs the floor, really active defensively, uh, shot blocker, working to really diversify his game and add a perimeter element to his game. So this won't be a one-and-done guy. This won't be, you know, this won't be that. Uh, this will be a, a guy who will be in college for some time. You'll have to develop him in, in his game, continue to, to – uh, I think he'll become more explosive as he gets into a, a college trends and conditioning program, but be, would be a really good add for the maize and blue. But be on the lookout for that. You know, we'll have Bryce on the sideline talking about it. Got a lot more content to come leading up to this big visit weekend. And then, of course, coming out of it, we're going to have a lot of content for you as well. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you to both. This being Michigan's, you know, one of the big games on the schedule this year. You knew it beforehand. How you feeling about Michigan heading into this game, Steve? What do you think about this matchup? So Zach and I actually just got done recording before we got on. Um I, I think this I think this game's either close or I think Michigan blows them out of the water. I think it's going to be one of the two. I don't think this will be like just a, a, a 10, 13, 14-point game. Uh, Michigan's D-line always dominates Penn State for whatever reason. I don't really see anything to suggest that it, it can't be different tomorrow. I think Michigan just has to limit the explosive plays in the running game for Penn State. And I think Michigan's linebackers have to keep an eye on Mich- on Penn State's tight ends. Uh, I think that will be one area where Penn State's going to look to exploit Michigan, and, and they're always capable. So uh, win first down and get after Sean Clifford, and I think Michigan could cruise if they are able to do that consistently. Yeah, I, I had Michigan 25 to like – I always say some dumb score in the pot. It was like 
25 to 20, I think is what I said. Yeah, Iowa with their tight ends and Indiana with their with their tailbacks. You're watching Michigan's most recent games and you're Penn State. You're figuring, all right, our tight ends and Nick Singleton uh, in the passing game, that might be one way in which we can uh, maybe slow that rush down a little bit because to your point, Steve, seven sacks they got on Sean Clifford last year. And to your other your blowout blowout point, I think it was forty nine to fourteen or something, or forty nine to ten and sixteen, and then forty two to seven and eighteen. So if they could get heat, maybe it could be a, a repeat of what we saw, uh, you know, a few years back when James Franklin came to town and back to back times he came to town. Why well, do you see it, Bryce? Yeah, I, I, if I'd have pick i'd say michigan 28 penn state 27 i think this can be fairly even battle i don't think this can be a blowout either way um i think the biggest thing is just containing sean clifford because I, I don't know if you remember even the pandemic game when they came here and they beat michigan there he was running left and right and scrambling and stuff so if they can contain him keep him in the pocket um and make him beat him basically with his arm if you can do that and keep those young running backs at, you know, tame, then I think they have a great shot of winning. And I want to see, you know, J.J. McCarthy kind of air it out more. And I, this is a personal thing I also want to see, is Andrew Anthony kind of get more involved in the offense. And I think there's a possibility we could see that this weekend. Yeah, yeah. He, J.J. found him on a couple of uh, a couple of digs last week. Maybe that's a sign of things to come. But, yeah, Sean Clifford, to me, hasn't been the same guy since since getting knocked out of the Iowa game last year. And so can Michigan get in his face like that? like they did in that game with the seven sacks last season. That's going to be one of the keys. We shall see. We'll be back to talk about it. Our entire podcast lineup, you can find it on our podcast channel. It's not just this. It's the Wolverine 247 podcast that we have. I think Alejandro does a great job with the preview podcast as well. You want to check that out. We also throw Van Bedford and Al Borges on the pods with their, with their recaps of the prior game and look ahead to the upcoming matchup so a robust lineup all you have to do go to our podcast channel wherever you get your podcast google stitcher spotify itunes you name it like our podcast subscribe to it same thing on the youtube channel you subscribe to the youtube channel you'll get a notification every time we add a new video Uh, all of these go on the youtube channel and then of course if you need one place to find it all all of our videos all of our podcasts and of course what we have more, more than anything else is written content, intel. You want to know what's going on at Michigan. You want to be on the MichiganInsider.com. And no better time than the present because right now, but only for a limited time, $1 gets you two months of VIP access to the MichiganInsider.com. That VIP pass also gets you access to all of the sites on the 24-7 Sports Network. Outstanding bang for your buck just at the right time while recruiting is heating up. And Michigan is getting into the back end of its schedule. So don't miss out on the opportunity. One dollar for two months. That is the best way to keep on track or keep track of the Michigan Insider. Until next time, folks, thanks for listening to another edition of the Michigan Recruiting Insider.